You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. We should get the cat to start this one. Yeah. Cricket. Cricket, come here. It's time you earned your keep. Good point. Well made. We're What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I'm Carmen. I read the stories. I'm Tyler. We didn't say our names last episode. We didn't, eh. know. How long is that streak going to go for? I'm not to saying them, we're saying them. Yeah, fine. Okay, I'm Gordy. I'm the last one. <laughs> the streak begins anew. But we're, we're, we, that's who we are. Hold on. What are we doing? <laughs> Maybe you should sit up at least a little bit. Well, how do we, I feel like it's been a long time since we've actually gone through our pitch. Did we pitch at all last week? I don't think, it sounds like we didn't do anything last week. <laughs> uh, okay, well, what what's going to happen is... Carmen, our reader, is going to present us with a selection of folk tales that are a little outside the normal uh, scope of what you might have encountered. We're not doing Beauty and the Beast. We're not doing whatever, Snow White, the Disney ones. We're going to look for some weird ones to bring to you, and we're going to go through it, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to discuss how you make that into a normal, cool story. For this day and age. For these children. Our current children. To teach current lessons to current dudes. And, and ladies. Ladies are dudes too. Everyone is dudes. Everyone is dudes. Everyone is, we're going to put a backwards baseball hat on this story and get a dude ready. going to go down, <laughs> down the list for you guys while you two silently come up with... I've got one. All right. Do you? Okay. Unless you have one that you'd like to pitch. Um... No, I'm fine. Would you like to hear mine before you sign on? Oh, yeah. Or sign L- run, off? Run it by me. Uh, we'll, we'll read tonight the story that you would most likely read to a dictator as a bedtime story. Yeah, that's relevant. That's what we call timely. <laughs> In the biz. In the journalism business. Hashtag biz. Hashtag fourth estate. Hashtag not my president. I don't know. Hashtag follow the funny. Alright, so, from the Grimm, we have Our Lady's Child. From? Grimm. From? <laughs> Presumably Germany. Okay. Unless they moved to an island to write that one. From Bulgaria, we have the Golden Apples and the Nine Peahens. I don't think we've read that one, right? Okay. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember which ones we've read and which ones I've just tried to make you read. doesn't help that Gold Apples and Hens... <laughs> Feature <laughs> prominently in most of them. Yep. From South Africa, we have Unanana and the Elephant again. Because I don't think we ever read that one, right? Alright. Well, of those three countries, one of which I remember, which is South Africa, <laughs> where, where are the other two from? Grimm and something? Bulgaria. I Bulgaria. I think South Africa. South Africa has had, like, for real dictators. Can we. We talk real quick. Yeah. Just heart to heart. Yeah. There was one 
that we specifically said twice where it was from, and you still didn't remember it. <laughs> well, I remember Grimm. Yeah. After a second. I did I did not remember Bulgaria. <laughs> and why would you? Sure. Who needs them? I heard I remember all the stories though. I'm almost certain that we have no listeners there. Bulgaria? Yeah. I've not checked recently. I don't remember. I would like to go to Bulgaria. Drop off some some of our cards. Yeah. I mean also get them on the bandwagon. Seems like a good trip. I'd go. Um so okay. I I think South Africa has had is the most likely country to have a dictator to read anything to. To read a story to? I do like the middle story. I'm not going to lie. It's you got like, gold, apples, and hens in it. Based based purely on the metric of which one sounds best to me, it would be that one. But I'm not a dictator. <laughs> I say that we go with that one. What's your reasoning? It's been a very long time since we have followed our hearts on this. We spend every week coming up with these asinine reasons to read these stories. When really we should just read the ones that we like and want to read. That's a good life lesson for everybody. And we just learned it in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Tell us about the Bulgarian story, the... Apple hen. Seven golden apples and some hens. Or whatever it was called. So the title that I pulled from my book which was once again our uh, fairy tales of eastern europe selected and retold by neil philip it's the golden apples and the nine peahens it is also the nine peahens and the golden apples um it's a serbian epic poem oh published for the first time as a fairy tale by vuk stevanovic uh karadzic in 1853 and then published later as a Bulgarian fairy tale by A.H. Ratislaw, which I think we have encountered before. Then Andrew Long stole it for the Violet Fairy book, and some other people stole it as well. And it is Arne Thompson Type 400, The Swan Maiden. Alright. Live update. Not a damn listener in all of Bulgaria. Not one? Not a one. Maybe this will draw them in. This is our, this is our olive branch. <laughs> what? Sometimes, sometimes the sex bots on the internet <laughs> that inevitably follow you on social media really amuse me. Oh. This woman's entire profile is you want to caress cat emoji question mark. You are in one step of it. Just tap here, and especially for you. I will show you a dance of sex without any dress. Nice. <laughs> it's poetry in motion. <laughs> That's what you get if you uh, have an Instagram account, I guess. <laughs> I would love to see like a cultural expose on a dance of sex. Without a dress. Without any dress. Only pants. Alright, let's do this. So the beginning of the story is going to sound very familiar. Once Once upon a time. Yes. Yes, Tyler. I've heard it. Once there was an emperor who had three sons and a golden apple tree. Also known as the fourth son, who he loved more than all the others. Right. The true son. Have we had one start this way before? 
Uh, we've had some ones start pretty similar. The apple tree flowered and bore fruit every night, but someone kept stealing the apples, and the emperor was unable to discover who the robber was. Yeah, I can't think of any way to do that. Bummer. Security cameras? Nope. Won't work. Yeah, vampires don't show up on film. Are they too stealthy? What if they're vampires? Then... What if they're mummies? (laughs) Well, if they're mummies, you're definitely going to catch them. If they're vampires and you just see the apple floating away, then you know what you're after. What if they hide under the cloak? What if the apples are just leaving? Yeah, what if the apples decide that they hate their mom, who's the tree? I mean, then you need... Then you need better immigration policy. That's what apples are doing when they fall, right? Like, screw you, mom, I'm an adult. They're just rebelling. To leaving I mean, kinda, yeah. They're just punks. Yeah. It's it's a baby apple. It's a baby fruit tree leaving the nest. You don't know what I feel. So they can rub their seeds into the dirt. <laughs> I'm gonna go get myself a dirt girlfriend. <laughs> So he tells his sons that he doesn't know where the fruit goes, and his eldest son offers to watch the tree at night. And when it got dark, the sun went out, and he laid under the tree. When the apples began to ripen in the night, he fell asleep. Fell the f*** asleep. And when he woke, the apples were gone, and he confessed to his father. Sorry, Dad, one job couldn't do it. I'll see myself out. (laughs) I will not be inheriting your kingdom, as per our agreement. Couldn't do the one thing I said I was definitely going to do. Sayonara. Second son, of course, does the exact same yeah. shtick. Youngest son, as always, is the best. And he goes out at dusk and puts a couch under the tree and lays down and goes to sleep. Once it's midnight, he is now rested, so he wakes up and watches the apple tree, which lights up the whole yard with the brightness of the fruit. I don't know if it's me or fairy tale authors that are misunderstanding the rule of threes. What do you mean? They just arbitrarily throw in three things happening so that but it only works the third time. Yeah, and that's the, not the rule of threes. <laughs> the first two sons are pretty unnecessary. Yeah. They don't add anything. All royalty has three children to make sure that shit gets done eventually. <laughs> First two are superfluous, but they're necessary to buffer. They they look at their firstborn child and they realize, I'm not fit to be a parent yet. I have no idea what to do with this. This one's going to be a bummer. Better have at least two more so that I know something gets done in the future. Hedge my bets. Is there an industry that deals with the first and second children? Because if they are born... Their therapy? If they are born solely as a way to get to the third child so that you can have a productive offspring, uh-huh. what then do the grown first and second children do? Kindling. You just burn them? <laughs> yeah. Well, that is that is one way to do it. I thought there might be... Various oils. Like a daycare or a camp somewhere. So they're not going to inherit the kingdom, usually. Like, maybe... A lot of these, the youngest ends up getting <clears throat> the kingdom. Maybe we can just send them off to a farm where they can run and play with other first and second borns. Canaries aren't indigenous around the world, right? I don't think there are canaries on every continent. Somebody else has to go in those mines. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> somebody's got to sniff the gases. So around midnight, nine golden peahens fly in. <laughs> Eight of them sat on the tree, and one sat next to the boy on the couch and became a girl who shone with beauty like a bright sun. And said, sup. Are they stealing the apples? Yeah, they're eating them. 
The youngest brother and the girl talked together while the other peahens uh, rifled in the tree. Then Don came. <laughs> so she's eye candy to distract him from their thievery. Right. <laughs> and he's I'll, falling for it. All right, sister. I'll just flirt with this one. You guys get as much golden apple as you want. Dawn came, she thanked him for the apples, and he begged her to just leave one behind. Just one. Let me do my job. (laughs) She gives him two. Oh. One for him and one for the king. Hubba hubba. And then she flies off with the other eight birds. And that's the only, those are the only two apples left to them? Yeah. This is a bear tree now? Yeah, but it, it flowers every night. Flowers and fruits. So he brought the king his apple, and the king was beside himself with joy. (laughs) You succeeded 200% better than either of your dipshit brothers. Also, finally, this thing that I wanted is mine. (laughs) I planted that decades ago, waiting for one of you to grow up and do the job. I'd heard about it through someone and decided that I needed that now. And then, then it was still thwarted, so now this is fulfilled and I can want something else. (laughs) Finally. Um, so the king showered the boy with praise, and the next evening, the young prince goes out to watch the apple tree, and in the morning, like, same whole thing happens in the morning, brings his father the apples again. After a few days, his older brothers are envious because they'd failed so full completely. Yeah, as they should be. Um, and when evening came, the prince goes down, per the huge, to watch the apple tree, and his brothers send an accursed witch to conceal herself beside, behind his couch. <laughs> How do they have this witch's number? They yeah, just have her on, on retainer. Yeah. Do they not have enough issues as a family to be dealing with without this? Well, consorting with witches on the side? So at midnight, the prince wakes up again. Peahens come as before. While the girl was talking with him, the accursed witch raised herself up softly and cut off a piece of the girl's hair. While they're talking? <laughs> yep. She, she just slides in from off frame. <laughs> Don't mind me. Snip. <laughs> she used her fingers to do it. Sure. Why not? Old bony witch fingers. I think. Is she mouth breathing the whole time? <laughs> this situation is what flamethrowers were made for. If your magic fruit is being stolen by a cloud of birds, that's the situation for it. Like that's that's when you need to spout fire into the air. I thought you meant when a witch is trying to take your hair. Then you might burn your hair. I That's pictured, very practical, Gordy. I pictured the user manual for a flamethrower <laughs> being a single picture of a witch trying to take somebody's hair. I like the, the and a green circle around it. The simplified stick figure kind of thing, right? It's like IKEA person, but with a witch's hat. The girl sprang aside at once, having felt her hair being cut, and then transformed into a peahen and. Her and all the other birds fly away. The prince shouts, what's going on? Because it's not usual for her to abruptly end their conversations. And he has not noticed the witch in his presence. Then he sees the woman behind the couch. Uh-huh. She's very shiny, the bird girl. She, she tends to distract the eye. Um, the prince grabs the witch and says, curses on you. You have done me an evil turn. By cutting her hair off? And making her run away. What part of the hair? The hair part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, I know I know a lot about hair. Mm-hmm. I trained. I trained in the hair Olympics as a barber. Yeah. 
what kind of cut does she have and what did this witch do to it? Does she have bangs? Is that her look? Does she have the kind of hair where it where it goes down really straight in the back? Or the short one? <laughs> the short one? <laughs> Those are the two kinds of girl haircuts, right? Long in the back or short? How well did you do in the Barber Olympics? Um... The country I represented was very small. <laughs> okay. That doesn't answer the actual question I gave you. Well, no it doesn't, but I hoped you'd stop asking that. <laughs> I've listened to enough of politicians speak over the past year. We'll we'll say this. Also, I'm I'm the best What's a cool country name? <laughs> This is, this is going well for you, huh? <laughs> I'm the best Bulganian Paralympics athlete that's ever competed. I'll leave it at that. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Why does the uh, Paralympics decathlon start with a trivia round? <laughs> Where people guess hairstyles? I mean, that's the, that's the fundamentals of all <laughs> hair sciences, is, is being able to identify haircuts at a distance. Yeah, you basically so you, get, like, a bird-watching manual. So you have, Was a bowl used, yes or no? You have, you have your, you, you have your 30-yard mm-hmm. hair observance. <laughs> and then, and then, like... So the, it's an eye test. Like, the, re, the really good athletes do the, do the 100 meters. Oh, Okay. And some of the events are in yards, some are in meters. I don't know how they reconcile it, but we're not run by FIFA. <laughs> I assume it's all honest. Yeah, so you have, you have the identification of haircuts from 30, 50, 100 meters, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You have you have the speed cut. You have Devastating a, to watch. <laughs> you, it can be, but you sh- I mean, you should see the gold medalists do it. I'm, I'm sure. It's a, what I'd really like to see... Is the uh, tinfoil medalist? Those that's it's a sight to see. Uh, synchronized haircuts, very <laughs> impressive to watch. Long jump, long jump. Actually, just the same as the regular Olympics. Kind of had to. We had to pad it. Didn't have a lot of events. Yeah, it. they they ran out of events, and so they did they did sneak in a couple of the regular Olympics ones. <laughs> okay, so the evil turn that the witch had done him is that the peahens are no longer coming to the apple tree. So, really, the older brothers did a better job of solving this problem. Just later. Right. But the prince weeps and mourns day after day, because he had a real boner for this glowy lady. And he was never going to tell her. Just talk to her every day. And hoped that he could friendship backdoor his way into a relationship. (laughs) So he decides to go seek out the peahens, and he goes and tells his father of his intent. His father tries to talk him out of it, offering to find him some other pretty girl to replace her. Good Uh, parenting. Yeah, but the prince doesn't want one. So he takes one servant, and he goes into the world to find the peahens. As usual, he has no direction. After a long time, he comes to a lake with a rich palace just in the middle of it. Presumably on, like, an island, maybe? But... Just in the middle of a lake. In this palace lived an aged empress and her one daughter. The prince goes to the empress and asks her to tell him about the peahens if she knows about them. And she says, yeah, of course. They come every day to bathe in this lake. It's very handy. It's quite the routine. Yep. They go 
by day to bathe in the lake, and by night to steal apples from some rando king. <laughs> Um, she also tells him to just forget about the peahens because she has a wonderful daughter and a lot of money and it can all be his. But as soon as the prince heard where the peahens were, he would not listen to anything she had to say. Should have led with the first one. <laughs> yep. Maybe not be so forthcoming <laughs> with that information. If you're trying to marry off your weird lake hermit daughter. Right. <laughs> you, can't, you can't give that up so early. That's called the art of the deal. <laughs> Also, don't be a late hermit if you want to marry off your daughter. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the uh, the prospects are very good. Might not be a great dowry. Just, I don't know, just mail her picture out to everyone. I'm sure you'll be fine. Better or worse than being a swamp kingdom? Better. Oh. You got better views I and think smells. Better. So in the morning, he ordered his servant to get the horses ready to go to the lake. Before they started, the old woman called the servant, bribed him, and gave him a whistle to blow behind the prince's neck when it was time for the peahens to come to the lake. Magic bullet? Sure. Is that the, is that the signal? To assassinate the president? Oh. Prince? No. It will just make the <laughs> prince fall asleep, and he'll miss them entirely. Oh, that's different. <laughs> that's a good item to have, though. Yeah. A whistle that makes your boss go to sleep? <laughs> You just gotta, like, sneak up behind their neck and blow it. should find find a way to patent that. So they and invent it. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> well, it's a good idea to have your patent submitted before you get to the nitty-gritty inventing work. <laughs> That's how Edison did it. I think. It's not how Tesla did it. Maybe you should have. Probably. Would have worked out better. Or he should have invented a whistle that makes bosses go to sleep, because no one would have taken him seriously until he actually invented it. Yeah. He should have invented a whistle that made Edison go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So the accursed servant listened to the bribe, and he calculated the time the peahens would arrive and did exactly as he was told. When the peahens came, the uh, the one girl lands on the horse and tries to wake her prince, calling... Arise, my birdie, arise, my lamb, arise, my dove. But he heard nothing. They have some gross pet names. Also just, like, arise, prince. Yeah. Or he's, he's none of those things. Or insert name. How does he know she's talking about him? Yeah, she's those things, kind of. She's always one of those she things. She can be one of those things. Uh, the peahens finished bathing and flew away, and the prince woke up and asked the servant if they'd come. The servant said, yeah, and one of them tried to wake you. <laughs> what is this idiot servant? <laughs> yeah, boss, but I blew this whistle. What made you go to sleep? I didn't say that part. He just said, but yeah, you dumbass, you were asleep the whole time. Dipshit. So he just wants to lord that over him. Yeah. Is is she, she being the swan princess, the peacock mm-hmm. princess, the peahen princess, Getting maybe. There. It's one of those birds with necks. Um... <laughs> Is she actually into this guy? Because <laughs> she, she was just there to distract him. Like, did she fall for him? Yeah, I guess over the course of nights. I mean, he might also be the only man she's ever met. Who knows? We that's, don't know her history right now. That's true. Uh, so, for all we know, she's 16 and this is Tu Love. Gotcha. Um, when the prince heard that he'd slept through it, he was ready to kill himself from pain and anger. So the next Somebody get him a Snickers. Taking, taking the way of the Japanese warrior. The next morning, he goes to the shore again. The servant 
did the whistle thing again. Everything happens. Um, the peahen tells the servant that tomorrow's gonna be the last chance to see them by the lake. Like, they're pretty, I guess, sick of this vacation spot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but every day they do this. Yeah, until now. Until right then. Maybe because they're what? sick of being ogled by the servant. Like maybe the servant's being a real creep about it. I was going to say, what what is so pressing on them that they have to change their routine now when nothing else did it before? Maybe we'll get an answer to that. They are birds, yeah. Yeah. When bathing. I think so, yeah. And this servant is still just ogling them. I think he... He knows. <laughs> they're, they're naked. They're birds. They're Slash naked around. under their feathers. <laughs> he, maybe he just knows what he likes. And it's birds. Look at them necks. The prince wakes when they're gone. Servant tells him the whole shtick. And he's once again suicidal over it. Um, third day he goes to the store. He tries to stay awake by keeping his horse moving. But the whistle is too powerful. So he falls asleep. Same thing happens, but the peahen tells the servant to inform the prince to follow the sun to find her. Is this a dog whistle, but for princes? Yeah. So it doesn't make any noise. It just makes him go to sleep. Right. Okay. It's like one of those party party blowers. You know what I mean? The noisemakers? Yeah. But not a noisemaker. Yeah. It's just a sleep maker. But it's got, it's it's got the thing that unfurls. <laughs> it's just like, it gently taps the prince on the back of the neck. <laughs> Just strokes the back of his neck. Just puts him straight like, to sleep. All princes are programmed from birth. It's like being licked by a dehydrated iguana. While he side ogles some chickens. <laughs> Something's wrong with this servant. Um, so when the prince awoke, the servant tells him everything, including the missive to follow the sun to find her. But then tells him to just ignore that and stay with the empress and marry her daughter. Look at this whistle she gave me to make you fall asleep. Well, it's a mistake. I've not used it. Swear. Definitely promise. Definitely promise I didn't use it to make you go to sleep all the days you've been asleep when At you missed times. the bird woman. So now the prince curses the servant and sets off again to find the peahens, presumably without the servant this time. He comes after a long while to the cottage of a hermit where he stays for the night. He asks... Quick clarification... That witch before? Yeah. Accursed? Yeah. And then he cursed her again when he left? Yeah. And now he's cursed the servant? Yeah. Real curses? <laughs> like, like hexes? Yeah. Dark magics? <laughs> Maybe. With a K? I mean, we'll, we'll get into that in the discussion. Okay. But we can keep piling on the evidence that this prince is actually a witch. <laughs> he's a, a bloodmancer? Yeah. Um... He asks the hermit about the peahens, and the hermit says, Oh yeah, they're about half a day's journey from here. In the morning, the prince is ready to leave, and the hermit tells him to go to the right, find a large gate, and when you enter, turn to the right again, and the road that that you see will lead you through their town to their palace. So the prince follows these directions, comes to the palace, and a watchman stops him at the gate to ask him his business, and then he goes to announce him to the empress. The empress, who is none other than the ninth peahen, Hears he is there and runs breathless through the palace. She stands in the form of a girl and leads him upstairs. The two rejoice together and in a day or two got wedded. What? So the ninth peahen who he's been flirting with is actually the empress of this palace. The lake one? Two empresses. Very close proximity. This one's not old. Okay. 
That's that's fine then. Both empresses then. Worth noting. Yeah. This is the danger of only referring to people by their titles. Yep. Empress denotes empire. Yeah. It does. Usually, How big is empire? Usually multiple kingdoms. These seem small. <laughs> Her empire is lake. <laughs> lake kingdoms. She's the empress of the fishes. Maybe they were just smaller in those days. But that's not true, because Genghis Khan's empire was pretty big. Fairly substantial. He's what they aspired to be. Everyone else had to kind of make do. Yes, this lake woman (laughs) had a poster of Genghis Khan on her wall that she drew on with lipstick. I think the Khans were a very inspirational family for a lot of... A lot of enterprising emperors. Bulgarians. In the, in, well, they got close <clears throat> to keeping Bulgaria. Up, keeping up with the Khans, a new reality. Yeah, you had, you had Genghis, the patriarch. <laughs> you had Kubla, who worked out a lot. You had Ch- Chundo Khan. <laughs> the sensitive one. Who, who, was, who was a very good father, but whose wife was just no good. Um, and had a, a baby with a pop star, Mong- Mongolian pop star, who was named Green Southwest Khan. I don't watch a lot of these shows. So a few days after their <clears throat> marriage, the empress departed on a journey and the prince remained alone. She gave him the keys to 12 cellars and said... You may open all of the cellars, but don't try any foolishness with the twelfth. So, we got a blue beard set up going on here. Yeah, why not? Don't don't open the twelfth one. Don't open the twelfth one. Any of the eleven are fine. Yeah. The prince wonders why he's forbidden, and then goes to open all of the cellars. Well, of course. He broods a little bit before opening the twelfth, but he still does it. What? Uh, nothing of note in the other ones? No. I guess. They don't tell us. Um, a cask bound in iron hoops was in the middle of the twelfth cellar, and it said, I am thirsty. I pray you, brother, give me a cup of water. Does have a woman in it? He brings a cup, and he sprinkles it on the bug of the cask, and one of the hoops bursts open. So he does that again, and another hoop bursts open. The voice from the cask cries out for another cup. He pours another... The third hoop burst and the cast split open and a huge dragon rages out of it. You're close. (laughs) And says... Uh, He just flew off on a mighty steed. The dragon did. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Wait. The dragon jacked a horse. Wait. No, 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 no. 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 The dragon got on a horse. (laughs) And first of all... First... But... He flew away on a mighty steed. Yeah. That implies that the horse is doing the flying. Right? Potentially. Not necessarily. Or he's just like using the horse as a broomstick while his own <laughs> wings do most of the action. The horse is like one of those stick horse play things. So he kidnapped a horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. he, he finds the empress on the road and carries her away. Her attendants rush back to tell the prince what happened, so once again he sets out to find her. I mean, it is kind of my fault. I let a dragon out and it stole a horse and then my lady. 
<laughs> as you moped up the mountain. <laughs> I just finished a quest. Gonna go after Every day her. a new quest. It's always hard. After a long time, he comes to a marsh where little fish are trying to jump into the water but are unable to. They ask the prince to help them and... A little, sorry, a little fish is trying to jump into the water, but is unable to. It asks the prince to help, and in, off, in return, one day he'll be of use to the prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sounding familiar uh, again. Okay, <laughs> I think da, I know what's going to happen from here. Take my da, scale. Da, da. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Gordy Tyler Carmen type, numbers <laughs> four, the eighteen. <laughs> Um, Take my scale, and if you need me, rub it between your fingers. The prince takes the scale, helps the fish, and moves on. Which parts of this are going to be cool? (laughs) Because I already know know what's going to happen now. A dragon burst out of a cask. That was pretty cool. I know, but we're going to go through a very elaborate setup, and then all the dominoes are just going to fall over. Yeah, just tell us the team and what they do. Um, The next one's a fox. Unless, like, unless something really cool happens, but, like, we know what's going to happen. Fox and then a crow. Fox gives him fur, a crow gives him a feather. Then he meets a man, the man, and asks the man for directions to the palace of the dragon emperor. The man shows him, I guess just very casually. <laughs> there you go. Up to the, up the hill to the left, uh, go three miles, and take a, a right onto uh, MLK, and then... <laughs> The man steps lightly to the left, revealing the castle behind him. Uh, the prince thanks him and finds his way there. Uh, he finds the empress in the palace all alone, and they're both full of joy to see each other. They planned how to escape, saddled their horses, mounted, and galloped away. So it was apparently a very simple plan of just leave. Well, he did walk in <laughs> to an empty castle. It's true. And just found her. So the escape plan should just be, let's leave. So the dragon comes home to find the Empress gone, and then he turns to his steed. So uh, it's definitely a horse. <laughs> Are they bros? And he asks the steed whether they should eat and drink or pursue these two people. What do you want to get up to tonight? <laughs> <laughs> we got a night off. You got plans? <laughs> I have a wee. The horse says... It <laughs> dust that off Do some bowling? Break break out the Wii Sports. We could go see Moana, which might be the name of a Disney movie. Disney's movie, or it could be something else. Is it Moana? It yeah, is. It's, it's Moana. All right. Horse says, "Don't trouble yourself. Sit and sit and relax. Eat and drink." So the dragon dines. Then he mounts the horse and gallops after the prince and the empress. See, horse was really banking on a night off. <laughs> he was saying on the one hoof. I could stay in and not do anything. And on the other, I'm ridden by a dragon again. (laughs) He had just... Just added Breaking Bad to his Netflix. (laughs) Finally gonna get into that. I had seen all the reviews. I know some of the spoilers. I just wanna... But it's time to sit down and watch the show. Yeah, you gotta binge that. You should. You should treat yourself. Kimmy Schmidt's up next for a palate cleanser. (laughs) So soon, the dragon and the horse came upon them, and the dragon takes the empress and tells the prince to go in safety. He's forgiven this time, and thanks for the whole cellar water releasing him thing. Which is pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the prince remained behind, thunderstruck. 
He got a little way before his heart over. I think Gordy and I both heard the same guitar at the same time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) In the distance. I think that'd make a good soundtrack for this, uh, the movie we're inevitably going to make. Um, You should just put that in the background for this part. He got a little way before his heart overcame him, and he rides back to the dragon's palace. The Empress is now weeping, and the prince asks her to ask the dragon where he bought that horse so that he can buy one like it for them to escape on. Sure. Then he left so the dragon wouldn't find him there. Okay. So the Empress, when the dragon got home, began to coax and make herself agreeable and asked him about his horse. He answers that the horse can't be bought, but on a certain hill there lives an old woman with twelve horses in a stable, all so magnificent that each is better than the next. One in the corner looks skinny. What is this paid advertisement in the middle of this story? <laughs> Come by. Twelve horses, each better than the next. Get your horses. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Horse them up. The one in the corner looks skinny, but it's the best of them all. And it's the brother to my horse and could fly to the sky. So we have ourselves a sky horse. Does that have a pistol on it? <laughs> Check it for pistols. I guess you could add one. It could be the same Sky Horse. That's what I'm wondering. As episode number seven, I want to say. Somewhere around there. Whoever seeks to obtain this horse must serve her for three days. She has a mare with a foal. If someone guards them successfully for three days, they will get their choice of horse. Guards from what? Uh, mystery. Just gotta guard them from general mischief. Nope, not taking that chance. If that they, could be any number of things. If they no deal. fail this task, they will die. I will not deal. I'm going to wait for a better offer. Give me a diff, uh, just a regular horse, please. <laughs> so the next day, the prince returns, and the empress tells him what, what's what. So the prince sets off for the old woman's hill. He enters into her service. She takes him to a yard where post after post has human heads stuck into the ground. So she's got like, heads on a stake. Just... Cool it's garden. not worth it. Get a normal horse. You just have to go fast. Um, There's only one post vacant, and it is crying continually, Old woman, give me a head! The wood? Talking post. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, there is no sale. No money will exchange hands. She tells him, these guys failed their job, and he just responds that he is not afraid. In the afternoon, he mounted the mare, and they galloped uphill and downhill with the foal following. But at midnight, tiredness crept, and he fell asleep. He woke at dawn with a halter in his hand, but his arms around a stump instead of a mare. He is dizzy with terror, and he starts off to look for her. He comes across an expanse of water, remembers the fish, and rubs the scale, and and the fish shows up, and he asks the fish about the mare. The fish says, yeah, she's hanging out with us. She turned herself into a fish and turned her foal into a littler fish. Why does anything matter in this story? <laughs> why, why is any of it happening? We know what's going to happen at the end. Flap the halter on the water and call out, Coop, Coop, old woman's mare. I will not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. Somebody might hear. <laughs> he does this. The mare transforms back into a horse. He puts the halter on her and leads her to the old woman. Sorry, bro. I just want to be a fish for a bit. She feeds him, leads the mare to the stable, saying, Among the fish, eh, you good-for-nothing rogue. And the mare replied that she was among the fish, but they told on her as they are 
are his friends, and the old woman advises her to hang out with the foxes the next day. They told on her? Yeah, the fish tattled. They snitched? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is even happening? Everyone talks to animals now. No biggie. This is the horse that he got. No, no this is a horse he's got a but, I mean, mind so that he can earn a choice of one of other 12 horses. He Well, he didn't even get this horse? No, this no is... he's babysitting. Oh. <laughs> can they not do this on the move? <laughs> so the same thing happens the next day with the stump and all. He remembers <laughs> what the old woman had said to the mare while leading it to the stable. Oh. So he unwrapped the fox's hair from his handkerchief and rubbed them between his fingers. Fox pops up and asks... What is it, adopted brother? How much time are you saving with the potential of this horse by spending, like, three extra days there? How much farther could you have gotten on a regular good horse with four legs? Or just on foot. Well, the problem is the dragon has, like, a super fast horse. Because he was able to eat his dinner and then still catch up with him on the road. Shoot it. When you're in the castle. Break its leg. Plan ahead. Uh, I'm not advocating for horse violence, but if you're in this situation and you can't get caught by this dragon, I mean, it's like a potato in the tailpipe. Horse became fish. Yeah. Horse, I assume now, is fox. Yeah. Horse can be what horse wants to be. Yep. Sure seems like it. Women can be chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a certain instability to this universe. (laughs) A cursed witch talking animals. Is there any good goddamn reason why he can't just decide to go back in time and not open that casket? (laughs) Or that he can't become something. Can you present me with evidence that he can't go back in time? He has shown no magical abilities of his own. He's the only one in the world. And none of these people have something. shown time control. They've shown shape-shifting. Even that. Can he not learn how to shape-shift? It's, it's only magic horse and magic girls that can turn into things. No one else has been able to turn into things. And even the accursed witch did not do anything magical. She Just cut someone's hair. hair. <laughs> Just took hair. So she's probably what? less a witch and probably more like... Barber. The, the mad, toothless... Elderly woman with like Alzheimer's or dementia or something that everyone calls a witch because they don't understand her, and the brothers like tripped over her one day while she was begging at the castle, like For oh, we air. Should, <laughs> we should, <laughs> as she does every day. We yeah. should get this witch to break up whatever our brother's doing. She's probably got magic. She has no teeth, and she didn't. She just had scissors. Anyway, that's for the discussion. Understand. So the same freaking thing happens with the fox and the crow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. He succeeds at all of it. But he... this horse is off the table. Yeah, that's not the, the good, horse. The good one that turns into things, he does not get. <laughs> Do, no, no use for that horse. No, no what, sale on this. What is the posted ad for the other horses? <laughs> Flying. Twelve beautiful horses, each better than the next, except for the last one who's skinny and shitty. Wink, wink. But one, it's, one of them but flies. It's good. But secretly, it's the best mouse who can fly. Why? Because it's the brother to the awesome horse that the dragon bros out with at Netflix. <laughs> at Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That great net destination of Netflix. So he succeeds. He chooses the skinny mare. She tries to dissuade him, but he is set on it. 
Now I'll take the flying one. Uh, he takes the horse to the wood and grooms it, and then it starts glittering like gold. He mounts the horse and it flies like a bird and arrives at the dragon's palace in no time. I'm gonna try to buy a car this way. Babysitting another car and like. Do you have any other smaller cars I can watch for a couple days? And like a smart car? Yeah, I'll babysit that for three days. I will make sure they aren't stolen by foxes or crows. (laughs) Or witches. You know I'm good for it. (laughs) I have an apple tree. Give me a fiat! So he enters the courtyard and he tells the Empress to prepare for flight. Oh. As soon as she is ready, they leave. Oh. What does she have to prepare? I don't know. Her Getting butt. on a horse? Her butt. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gotta rub it down first. Prep your ass for some sweet flight. I'm Hold on to your butts. I'm really, really scared this is not the end. It's obviously not. No. They're not long gone when the dragon comes home. He asks his horse if they should eat and drink or pursue them. He already did this. This is the Albuquerque of fairy tales. <laughs> the horse says... The Weird Al song? Yeah. The horse says, do what you want. You're not gonna catch them. <laughs> Why didn't he say that the first time? <laughs> and the dragon immediately mounted him and pursued them. Is it because they have the good horse now? The goodest yeah. horse. The prince and the empress see the dragon chasing them. They're terrified and urge the horse to speed up, but the horse says, Never fear, no need to hurry. The dragon chased them as fast as he could, and the horse, his horse called out, Wait, brother, I shall kill myself pursuing you. And the prince's horse says, Well, whose fault is that? You're the one carrying the monster on your back. Buck him off and follow me. So the dragon horse bucks off the dragon. The dragon falls against the stone and is smashed to pieces. The horse follows the prince and the empress. The empress catches the horse and mounts it. And they ride back to her palace and reigned honorably as long as they lived. And then... The end. final part of the story apparently echoes a well-known Russian tale called Maria Marevna, which is a Koshay the Deathless tale. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that a little more Koshay would come out in this one. Koshay. Koshay replaces dragon? I think so. Uh, I'm looking at it's that one now. I mean, we're going to read it at some point. It's a poor substitute. Can this dragon not fly? We really need to nail down who was flying. <laughs> I think it was the horse. Is it the dragon or is it the horse? I think I it, think it has to be the horse. horse, which means that a dragon, which is a creature known for flight, primarily known, yes, climbed aboard an animal not known for flight in and order then, to fly, and then flew off on it, <clears throat> which is which is absurd. It's a great subversion of fairy tale tropes, like. That horse is not necessary. The dragon could just be fast. Gordy, the dragon's not necessary. <laughs> the dragon... I mean, at least the dragons serve to, to like, throw a, a wrench in the works. Another wrench. Another wrench. It's a, it's a pretty disappointing thing to have in that cellar. The first wrench solved itself, admittedly, in an uninteresting way. So another wrench was added... So that more story would happen? These are structured... A a lot of these fairy tales are structured very much like video games instead of like like books or movies. Mm -hmm. In in a game, and apparently in a fairy tale, you can get away with 
compounding one plot point with multiple smaller things. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, in a, in a video game, you can have, uh, you know, you, you get, you arrive at the next plot point, and then somebody tells you, before you can go further, you need to go off and gather. Solve this like, problem. Like, you need to find the three magic whatevers and bring them here. And that is very much a fairy tale thing. But that doesn't really fly in movies. Like, you can't do that. Or books. Or or books. If if Frodo had gotten to Mount Doom, he and Sam and Gollum, like they're like they're in the <laughs> volcano and Tolkien had gone But there was a scary man in a in the cloak and a hood who had an exclamation point over his head. Yes, and you had to go talk to him and he said, Frodo and Sam and Gollum, before you can destroy the ring you have to reactivate the volcano by visiting like the four the four volcano spirits. Mm-hmm. That would be infuriating to watch. <laughs> you can't do that. Or read. Or read. It is infuriating to read, even in fairy tale form. But they hadn't <laughs> figured that out yet. Like you can just you can just put a hard stop on the plot and send them and send people off in whatever direction you fancy. <laughs> okay, so this is another king with golden apples. We have we have multiple kings who grow trees to make golden apples that entice magical birds. Women. I don't think the firebird turned into a woman. Might as well have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some sometimes the birds are women. Uh, Nikoshe the Deathless. That's the subtitle of this show. <laughs> what? We're what the folklore. Sometimes the birds are women. <laughs> there are nine birds. We only see the ninth one mm-hmm. when he finds their palace. Yeah. Yeah. There are 12 cellars. There are 12 cellars. Okay. Where has the number 12 come up a significant amount? Cochet? Yeah. Bony? Mm-hmm. Duck boys? <laughs> those two. I think that might be coincidence, but we'll look into those connections. Koshe's daughters can turn into swans for definite. Yeah. There's no reason that they can't turn into birds similar to swans. Yeah, chickens. There are only nine of them currently. Mm-hmm. They really just needed to set up this one girl with another prince. There are twelve sellers. In this in her kingdom. In this castle there are twelve sellers. Which is hers. Right. Potentially one seller per sister. When they come to visit. Right. Because he doesn't tell us what's in those cellars, so it's probably boring girl stuff. Probably. That's fair. Except for the last seller. There's a lot of Genghis Khan posters down there. Where they have a dragon tied up in a cask. A dragon who goes through remarkably similar motions to Koshay himself in another story. Right. Almost as if he was... Surgically removed from this story and replaced with a dragon. Or hiding in another form, because Koshe the Deathless also takes a few forms throughout these stories. Yes. Think that's their dad? <laughs> the that dragon? dragon? The dragon is the bird dad? <laughs> Maybe. And they locked him up? Magical bird dad. Growing heard... out with a horse over dinner and games <laughs> is a very bony move. <laughs> <laughs> that it, yeah. That that weird mixture of like super chill 
and weirdly vindictive. <laughs> he he reminds me most of Boomy from Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but a little more evil and crazy. But he's super re- re- like nice to the prince, mm-hmm. and again, Boney has at every turn tested. Yes. Whether or not one of these princes would go the extra length for his daughters. And been surprisingly amicable in certain situations. And, like, there are a couple tales where Koshay the Deathless dies, but his name is f***ing Koshay the Deathless. Right. There's yeah. no way he's actually dead. He's no, just he's, returning he's, he back needs to, to respawn. his underworld cave. Yeah. Is his goal just to unload... Well, not unload daughters, but make sure that they go to the right people. I think... Alright, so we have... We've got Peacock Princess. We've got Saravna Frog. We've got Spittle Princess. And we have the Mastermaid. Yeah. The Mastermaid traveled the furthest away from all of them. Because we're still kind of in Eastern Europe here. But she went to Norway. Mm Mm-hmm. Which explains why Boney himself might not have been involved. She might have also been his eldest daughter because she is also the most capable. First to go. Of the girls, so. First to want independence. Like, she employs herself with a giant, murders a bunch of princes. <laughs> yeah. In the employ of the giant. Uh, in my research for our, our second blog post, I discovered that in some versions, the troll crone hag that she steals the house from doesn't just run away gets so scared she runs her head into the door frame crushing it and dies on her doorstep so she also either eats or buries an old woman's body and cleans the blood off of her gold house masterfully yeah Um, in that version she also makes the first guy who woos her pour hot coals over himself all night all night. All night. Until All his night skin long. is burned and flayed. So, she can handle herself. Seems to be. Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie's maybe a little less concerned about her future than some of his other daughters who have shown a, that, a softer side. That sounds like a first child. <laughs> <laughs> of Bonnie's, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the one that learned all the tricks. The tricks of the trade. So we've got nine left at yeah. this story. Nine unmarried daughters. Right. They're just so this this clucking one, and eating and bathing. This one's after Mastermaid Zarevna Frog and Spittle Princess. And I think that when they're in Boney's domain, like he'll call them back for a family reunion. Also, let's let's mess with this prince for giggles. Sure. Yeah. Because it's like their family activity. Yeah. Uh, and some of my Koshay the Deathless research, there's some mention about a tie to Baba Yaga. Uh-huh. Like an alliance or at least a wary friendship. There. A divorce? I don't think a marriage I don't think a romantic <laughs> tie, but I think the two are colleagues. So this a It'd be a good sitcom. Telenovela. <laughs> it would be a good sitcom. This old woman with the garden of heads on spikes. Yeah. Sounds very Baba Yaga. Does. No chicken house. No chicken house. To be fair, they also don't describe her house. And you might not have even seen her I feel like that house. would have been pointed out. Well, they might not be at her house. Okay. This, she's on a hill with a stable yeah. full of 12 horses. Is, he could have called in a favor with her. Is Baba Yaga known to deal horses? She... I don't see why not. 
She has a lot of weird jobs. She's known to kill people. She's got a lot of side jobs. She's also known to help people. She's known for, like, odd alliances with other creatures. <laughs> um, she's friends with the horsemen who bring day and night. Yeah, well, where'd they get those horses? From satisfied from, customers. From Baba Yaga's old-fashioned good-time horse stables. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have hard evidence that this lady is Baba Yaga any more than I have hard evidence that this dragon is bony. But the two of them <laughs> operating under a potential guise. What, what did we decide about Boney's role in the larger scope of things? Then we come to some conclusion. He's, I'm pretty sure, either connected to, if not a vital part of the Unseelie Court. Okay. The underground fairy. Based on what? Um, well, the Mastermind's definitely not allied with the Giants. And yes. also, none of these people seem to have the well-being of mortals as part of their modus operandi. Uh, we don't see birds helping them, ever. The only birds they really interact with are themselves transformed. You mean the... That's my question. You mean the Koshe family? Right. Are they code talkers? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Are they intercepting... Potentially. Code whispers. Yeah. Now we do have a bird helping out this prince. But it's not just a bird. It's a bird and a fox and a fish. And it definitely seems to be part of the whole favor exchange economy. Yeah, of the universe. (laughs) That drives the animal forces. So I don't know if that crow would have been operating under bird fall logic. Or if he would just owe a life debt. That's just a general favor time. Oh goodness. Against... I'm sure the authors of these stories' best intentions, and maybe our own, like all of this is actually slowly congealing into a story I would read. <laughs> That's my goal with the uh, the blog posts is to to pull them all together and to let's be honest. Once upon a time was lazy, lazy television writing. Yeah, they took the easy way out. I've made my opinions known. I love the character of Rumpelstiltskin, which is incidentally also the only character that they didn't just completely rip out of Disney. Right. I've seen enough. (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of it, but I've seen enough. Your opinions are are made. There's so much raw material here for an actual interconnected fairy tale world with really complicated politics. It is a mythos. Yeah, I don't think it was ever intended to be this. but (laughs) but we're going to cram it into that But humanity has made it one. I mean... I, will, I need to, I need to see a like a map yeah. or a chart because like I remember all of this. I need I need to see it all in one like a diagram of like Koshay connected to this person, <laughs> this person. But like we got like we got a Game of Thrones going on. We we could just clear this wall of all of the pictures. We got space. That'll there. be fun. It's hard to guests. get to. And we can like welcome to our home. This is the conspiracy wall. <laughs> Come play video games with us. Don't mind the conspiracy fairy tale wall behind you. We can cover this wall in corkboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. We have a lot of little pins. We like print out pictures representing these people and start doing the whole crime scene tie. I've always wanted to do one of those. I we, really have. We have the space. We'll need this wall though, because it's going to be a pain to get around the TV there. And this wall has a lot more space, and this is very really complicated. We can just move the couch up like six feet. <laughs> 
put in a curtain around. But yeah, we should, we should actually. Could this be a, a web comic? I think, is I it, think is this that the right be, format? That's been my. It's public domain. That is legitimately yeah. my goal with this blog post yeah. series: is to try and get like the connections down in a form that we can cross-link and I'm putting mm-hmm. labels on it and keeping track of which labels to use I, so that we can legitimately follow. I will, I will Just say make it an ARG. the the Sealy Court is badass. I don't know that much about it, but that concept is very, very cool to me. <laughs> well, it's fascinating because the, the idea of the Sealy and the Unsealy Court is reflected in both Norse mythology and Scottish folklore. Now it's named in Scottish folklore as the Seelie and Unseelie's Court, but in Norse mythology it's the light and the dark elves, but they exist in the same places geographically. Light sure. elves in sky lands and the dark elves underground. underground. The terminology for fairies has been really fast and loose, like elves and fairies have been interchangeable at times. The idea of fairies as small people with like insect wings is a fairly recent an artistic rendition mm-hmm. of them. Most of the time, they were able to change their shape and size. A lot of mm-hmm. them could turn into things, mm-hmm. kind of like these bird girls. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them had witch-like powers. They don't play a big role in the Norse they, saga. They don't, but they're mentioned, and their geographic yeah. locations are mentioned. Yeah. And it lines up with the Scottish... Sure. There's, there's so. a lot of there's a lot of overlap between I mean Norse and right but there's Saxon Scots there's fairy like mythology that appears around the world I don't know how much of it does like the two different courts of fairies but it seems to be a, a European right thing but there are also other places like other mythical beings that either reside in kind of a skyland or an underground land mm-hmm. all over the world too sure yeah because we saw the skyland in uh, the washington state area that okay stuff. so we had dopey older brothers who actually solved the king's actual problem yeah they and did. then the three of them went on to live fine lives without their <laughs> idiot younger yeah brother. yeah his, his problem was all the apples are gone. Younger brother compromised with here are two per night. And then... What, what do we think they did now that they have all their golden apples and the and that son is gone? What are they doing? That bubble bursts eventually, right? The golden apple bubble? Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta just yeah. be currency, right? Like, these bird people can eat it because they're basically magic. It is now the source of his power. For sure, I think I think before he was just betting on it. I think he uh, sold at least one of those to Firebird King. He was borrowing against the promise of future golden apples, and now he's actually got them. Maybe he was the originator of the golden apple economy. Mm-hmm. Like once he was finally able to keep his golden apples, he started spreading them around to the other kings. Do the seeds them. of golden apples sprout other golden apple trees? Presumably, like they've got to come from somewhere. Ooh. Is there a high rolling apple seed? Maybe it's really hard to <laughs> actually. The the rich Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, just wearing chinos and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> puts puts on his his pair of Oakleys every day and goes to work distributing golden apples. Johnny Apple swag. <laughs> well, maybe it's really hard to actually get a golden apple tree to grow, and so having a larger amount of fruit would give him more seeds. So he's like. He's got a greenhouse in his castle, 
And he was like planted all the little seedlings in those little starter pots and is just hoping one of them will take. But I don't know the exact composition of the soil that they need or the temperature range. Like the botany behind these golden apples is... Yeah, I'm sure that the science is beyond them. <laughs> so that's why there aren't golden apple trees everywhere. Because it's really difficult. Because Johnny Appleswag ended up being very stingy with them. <laughs> he didn't plant them all around the country. He just put them in a bank account. Golden he bought apples. stock with them. Golden apples seem to attract either magical creatures or magical women. Do you think that is their true value? They're women bait? <laughs> or creature bait. Like, um, maybe they are, they are attracting magic to a kingdom... I never thought of them that Who's way. Their true value to who? To a king. The, thus far, we've seen that these kings don't want the things that are attracting the apples. Well, the one king wanted the firebird. I guess, yeah. Really badly. He found out about it, and he's like, that one. This king, whose wife is never mentioned, has maybe just given up on love and doesn't care about bird women. And just wants the apples themselves for themselves. Or maybe he's the one who provided the apple tree to the other king. And he's more interested in the the tree itself. Like, he's he's a flower man. He's a plant guy. It still feels gross to me. Gross in what way? Like, a, like it's a, a tip in a pickup artist book. <laughs> I'm not saying that... Plant these apples, bruh. <laughs> You'll be swimming in women. He might not know that the... The other birds were women. I don't know. They just seem to attract creatures with magic. Yeah. People or birds or otherwise. Sure. And there might be some kind of industry for that. Um, I'm going to continue to disagree for now. Okay. Until we have further evidence. Because the only king we've seen who has wanted what has been attracted was a single fire bird. Okay. And um, not a dozen chicken ladies. I'm sure we'll come across more golden apple tree kids. <clears throat> Probably. I, I always thought that the kings or owners of the golden apples genuinely wanted them for currency or just to have around. And the, the things that they attract are like getting pests in the garden. Either a nuisance or a new thing to want. Like the one king who just yeah. wanted a coat that was cool. Are they purely bony bait? <laughs> a mortal bony bait? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Mortal well, bony. bony kin. I don't think the firebird was at all related to a mortal bony, though. <laughs> I guess not. It had no relation to the daughter in that one, right? Right. Oh. I mean, it's possible that the... Uh, but what about the master bait? There was a gold... She did have a golden apple. Yeah. That is true. Yep. The noose titans. <laughs> That's yeah, where I, they were I getting I believe it. that this is... Oh the value God. of apples is, is inherent to bony kin. This is definitely how conspiracy theories start. <laughs> if, you look, if you look hard enough, information will line up somewhere. Across the globe. Yeah. Illuminati. Illuminati. It's the lizards. All right, so I think that does cinch, cinch the bony connection here. I don't the know that the trees are, are just bony bait, but... Someday we'll find it. Someday. But this is definitely where the master maid got her supply. It was like a parting gift from her other sisters. Oh, gosh. So this has been going on for years, too. 
Okay. The, yeah. The stealing of the tree. So it's not. <laughs> sure. It's not just this. The presence of this prince. Right. But I think they take advantage of what they can. Um, we've got a witch who's not a witch. She's just a hair cutter. Just a lady. She's a plant. Just just a salon specialist. She's a decoy. No, I I know a barber when I see one, and that lady is no barber. I think I think she was really just a toothless kind of weird old lady. A toothless hairmonger. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't just chop into somebody's do. Unless at the request of a prince. Yeah. Or two princes. Doubly then. But that does not a barber make. <laughs> it takes training. Fair. I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen them at their best. I've seen, I've seen the, at the pinnacle. I've seen the peak of what the hair sports have to offer. Question is, why was that enough to make all of the peahens never come back? All of what? Cutting the hair off? Yeah, one girl gets a little bit of her hair cut off, and then they're all like, well, <laughs> this, this scene's ruined. Dead. The line in the sand this is a clear threat. Scene is harsh in our buzz now. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I'm worried that I that I'm just accepting things now. Like I'm losing my capability <laughs> to notice when things like that happen because I I did not wonder about them. that at all. That, you that said, seemed on the level. You said you said they cut her hair and then all of these birds just pissed off forever. <laughs> and I like no part of me was like, wait, but why? I just went, Yeah. Yeah. A plus yeah. B equals C. Yeah, birds birds haircut. It makes sense. All these folktales have reprogrammed your brain into accepting. I have no sense of my own expectations anymore. (laughs) I don't don't understand how you construct actual good stories. That might have been a device on their part, a lot like the lake one, to just get him away from his palace and into a place where he could be more easily manipulated and married off. Who's doing what? The birds. Because they they bathe at the lake every single day until three days after he shows up. Right. So, so wait, the first empress, the lake empress, Mm -hmm. who is she working for? She's working for herself. If anybody, she's she's just incidentally in the way. I, I think she is like that sweet older co-worker that you get who's always trying to set you up with their grandchild or their child. Like, oh, my son's about your age. Wouldn't that be... Like, he goes to Georgia Tech. I think that she's the vermin supreme of the fairy world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an empress. Come to my kingdom of fish. (laughs) Lake fish. And then somebody down the road's like, yeah, actually the Empress lives over there. We have no idea what this woman's up to. <laughs> she just built a house in the middle of the lake. And, and claimed it an empire. <laughs> it has, I mean, it has boundaries. If she's under her own jurisdiction, it's an empire. I mean, she, she manipulates the servant with a very clear intent of getting this guy to stay and marry her Every daughter. Every con has to start somewhere. Chundo Khan started with one bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was momentarily curious about your spelling. Yeah, Mike's spelling. Yeah. C O N versus uh, versus K H A N. Uh huh. 
We weren't sure. Yeah, which I way wasn't you were sure going. what road you were going down. Oh. But yeah, I think I think her motivations are purely selfish. She wants to see her daughter married off, and they live in the middle of a lake with an empire of fish. So there's not a lot of. Has Prince Whistle? Why? What? what? Has, <laughs> has Prince Whistle? Why? Um, just in case this opportunity arises. It's got from around. where? So wait, hold on. Back Doesn't up. matter. Back up. Back up. You were you were saying. These birds lured this prince away yes. to a location where he could be more easily Put to manipulated. Sleep. <laughs> yes. But they, they only got him there because he fell asleep at the initial watering hole. Well, right? They, I think the like initial he, he could have caught up to them there, and then they would not he wouldn't have been drawn back to the castle. So so this first Empress plays a more important role. That's true. So it's possible the birds gave her the is whistle. It, is is that a bony move? <laughs> <laughs> do they do they need to lure princes? Well, they, I, I feel he like steals away prince unexpected. They they, What's that? they he steals away prince unexpected in they, a beard capturing deal made with he, the king. Does he? Yeah. He says, give me your firstborn, and I'll let your beard go. Yeah. Oh, That was yeah. our first so, imp- impression okay. of Boney. So, okay, so so Boney does have an M.O. Right. Of, of getting... Of collecting men. Of getting getting the man, the prince, Away in, from his in his control. Yeah. You show him the daughter, you go, this is what you're after, now go get her. Right. And you gotta prove yourself in in the bony gauntlet. He does that in the Zarevna Frog too, because she's taken back to Bony's kingdom this where is, frog skins burn. This is just a Super Mario game. <laughs> oh no, it's all crumbling. Admittedly a better Super Mario game. But this is literally what that series is about. So yeah, I think the because I was just thinking, if I were to make a video game based on this, it would it would be Super Mario. That's more the reason why they'd leave rather than any actual offense at having a hair cut off. And this, she was going to it's just leave anyway. So that they, that entire situation was coincidental. Well, it was planned. Is is that's what you're saying? The that witch the, that the birds. The witch is Team Bony. The witch could be Team Bony, or the witch could just be and they, the excuse that they made like. They but just, she was going they, to find they an excuse to dig it. off. Yeah. yeah. They, but they've been stealing these Opportunity golden apples. Opportunity called and they bounced. They've been stealing these golden apples for years. <laughs> because eventually a prince was going to be involved. And then they could lure him in like into the labyrinth of Boney's desires. And it's possible <laughs> golden apples also have some kind of, kind of currency value. <laughs> And medieval jigsaw, <laughs> and like the fairylands. Oh gosh, um, yeah. I hope we don't have to explain who Boney is. <laughs> you don't know who Boney is. You gotta listen to some back episodes, and then this one again. But Boney is he, a vital force. He is a titular, isn't he? Yeah, Immortal Boney's Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. What's the name of that Im- episode? Immortal Boney. Koshe the Deathless. Koshe is not spelled the way you think it is. No, it's actually spelled in like five different ways. Yeah, if you none of them the way you would. It think. starts with a K and just get like a T and an S in there. There's no T. Is there not? No. I think there is in one version. Maybe, but there's definitely a C and an H and an S. Um, boy. Okay, I really uh, need. Right. A, I really need a hierarchy of who's connected to who. 
I I can't remember all this stuff without seeing it. How does the CIA do it? So Old Empress might have been given the whistle, but I don't think she's, like, working for anybody except herself. She wants her daughter married off. Servant is just easily manipulated. And also dumb, because he tells him everything that happened, including all the vital information the prince needs to follow. The servant's an idiot, but is there... Okay. As a standalone story... Yeah. As let's at face value. Right. No bonies. No whatever. Face value. What is the moral of this story? Don't open do, doors you're not do supposed to. Do what you're to. told. Do what you're told? Yeah. How do you mean? He when he did what he was told. Uh-huh. He met his woman that he likes a lot. Yeah. She was a bird who ate apples. Yeah. Cuz he did his job and he met her. Yeah. He didn't do what he was told and unleashed a dragon that kidnapped her and took her away. Yes. Also, be nice. He did what he was told. He got a sweet horse. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the do-what-you're-told sandwich. He didn't really do what he was told because he didn't guard that horse, but... He had friends who did what he told them to. No, he had friends... He, had, he helped people, and, and so maybe helping people can create connections that fill in for your own human weaknesses. Miss, yeah, sure. So help people, and then you'll have the friendships no, you need. Nobody can do it all by themselves. We yeah. all need a little help. We all need somebody to lean on. We need someone to help us back into the water and get us out of traps, and then also find our horses when they magically turn into animals. You teach me, and I'll teach you. Isn't that from Reading Rainbow? I believe so. (laughs) Only 90s kids remember that one. If you opened up a door you weren't supposed to, and there's a a cask in the middle of a cellar, and it's telling you to give it stuff, do you give it stuff? What's it want? Water. No. I don't think so. That's true. You didn't I'd even prob- give you didn't even give Undyne water well, when she was dying. That's interesting because that throws a wrench into my initial moral. Yeah. Because he did what he was told and it became a dragon. But he but he got there. But it by... was in the middle of not doing what he was told, right. which yeah. was being in that room. And doing what he was told while it released the dragon, it also saved his life later because the dragon was like, You cool bro. We're good. You go on home. So <laughs> I'm just after I guess this it, chick. I guess it maintains. It works well enough. Do what you're told. It works as I, well as any fairy tale. I feel like we're at, we're at the point. I feel like I'm at a point where there are so many things in this story that don't need to happen. Yeah. And don't make sense. And I don't care anymore. Yes. Like, I'm not, in, I'm not interested in trying to simplify it. Do you want to cast it as a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I do want, do want to do that. But there, like... I don't know. We talked about the hair. It's a cast of millions. We don't. We don't need most of these events to happen. Mm-mm. We'll put it there. Like there. This is a horribly inefficient way to tell a story. But I just. I don't care anymore to to make those cuts and restructure it. I don't know what normal is anymore. So yeah, let's cast it as a movie. Prince and Birdwoman. Who we got? <laughs> we made really strong impressions. Here's a pitch for you. Okay. How about uh, the whole film is blurred? Okay. 
can't make out any features of any of the actors. Okay. Or motions that are occurring. Okay. All dialogue is told through subtitles. Okay. Uh, it's 20 hours long. Yeah. Premieres at a film festival. Takes Sundance by storm. Yeah. You're... <laughs> Brilliant filmmaking. <laughs> up and upends all the rules. Turns Turns the whole art of filmmaking on its head. I got a headache 13 minutes in. It became a migraine by the end of the film. Does a five a, stars. A brilliant <laughs> It made me feel so much. A brilliant inversion on on the long-held theory that the most important things in frame should be in focus. <laughs> None of it's in focus. It's his, a commentary. His, the the Jean the Jean-Luc Godard of focus. What Godard did for the for the jump cut this filmmaker whatever his or her name is nah it's just a bad student film probably alright you guys done yeah. I'm yeah I got conspiracy theories to rate please immortal bony did we cast that ever I'm sure, I'm we, sure we, we have, have certainly cast it I'm sure we have at some point I mean it's probably the more that we learn about him <laughs> the more I get a like a Steve Martin vibe, <laughs> which is weird. It can't but look not, like Steve Martin. No, though. but He's... not wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. We oh, really good. Like we, we had a kind of crazy, a little bit yelly, sort of nice, endearing at times, but still unnerving. <laughs> we gotta we gotta come come down on like one. One lasting... Did I say Bobcat? What? <laughs> no. Did I say Bobcat before? No. Goldthwaite? <laughs> no. I feel like oh, I brought wait. that up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you did. That's a bony vibe also. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's for... That's another discussion. Yeah. Um, we'll go back and listen to those. <laughs> this has been our program, What the Folklore. Thank you for listening. Sorry we didn't make sense in this senseless tale. Is, yeah. We kind of did. You just have to have listened to all 91 of our other episodes. Yeah. And be well versed in the, the theories we've per- yeah. created in we'll, all of them. We'll figure out a better way to <laughs> to present these that don't, don't rely too much on that. Uh, but thank you anyway for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, what do we need to plug? We, uh, we have all our social pages around the internet by the handle WT Folklore, so go follow us on Twitter and Facebook and, and go to Patreon if you feel like doing that. Thank you to our current sponsors. And what else? What else we got? The blog. Blog. Is wtfolklorepodcast.blogspot.com? Yeah. And, yeah, you're in the right place for the listen parts. <laughs> you so, nailed that. Um, that's the most important bit anyway. Cool. What else? Anybody? I think that's it. Going yeah, once. We're good. I make videos of video games, sometimes on YouTube. You click on things. Yeah, I do, I do click on things. How's that been going? Pretty good. Had a little bit of a hiatus. A lot of things to click. Then yeah, I clicked on a bunch of things. Didn't want to edit those, um, but that's it's moving again. Search search for my name on YouTube or 
the series name Watch Me Click on Things, because that is what you are going to be doing. Uh, <laughs> That's and, what you're signing up for. And share that around, or like it, or subscribe to it, or do whatever you want. It's your the, life. I'm not the police, but thank you for listening. We're with the folklore, and that's how that works. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.